to another episode of Full Court Press, presented to you by Geek Vibes Nation. I'm your host, Nick Smith, and joining me on tonight's pod is Joel Jimenez. What up, Joel? What up, Nerd? Uh, nothing much, man. I'm excited. I'm going to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood tomorrow, so I'm pretty fucking stoked. Very nice. Yeah, man. Like, I'm excited. I'm going with my, my friend Lauren, who's like the only person that I know who's as equally like on the same level of Tarantino fandom as me um, that I know personally. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm, we're fucking super excited. We're dressing up as Reservoir Dogs characters and we're like, we're <laughs> like all out. <laughs> so, yeah, it should be fun. So I'm I'm certainly looking forward to that and looking forward just to the weekend in general. Um, right. What about you, man? What you got going on this weekend? I don't know. I'll probably end up going to the movies again too uh, for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I don't know. That's really that's really it. Honestly, I'm catching up on this. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. All right, man. Well, let's jump into it. We got uh, a few like little news items that hit this week. Um, so let's start with arguably the biggest one. Um, I thought definitely kind of the most surprising one, um, and the one that just kind of made me happy, like the happiest. Tim Duncan was hired as an assistant coach for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, this is fucking awesome, man! Like I fucking love yeah. it, dude. Fucking Tim Duncan, the fundamental fucking. Coming back uh, to join San Antonio um, as an assistant coach um, makes a lot of sense. The guy's, like, super fucking smart, knows the game of basketball really well. He's always had kind of, uh, obviously, very, very close ties to that organization and to Pop and all that. Um, And, you know, he retired a few years back, uh, took a few years off. He was kind of always around. Um, but, you know, he, he, you know, took a few years off and, and then decided he wanted to kind of get back into it. And, um, I think that's kind of, kind of a wise way to do it, to give yourself that, that time to kind of reassess and, and, and see where you are and figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life going forward. And it seems like he Mm -hmm. came to this decision, um, in good timing and kind of honestly, um, and you know it's kind of, you know, similar with how I looked at like Kobe when he retired. Like he, you know, took some time and and decided, you know, I don't, I don't really want to be involved with the game day to day anymore. I think I want to like do movies and that kind of stuff. And it's like cool, like yeah, do that, man. Um, but for for Timmy, uh, obviously he wants to get back in the game as a coach, as an assistant coach, um, cool. and this just makes. This makes fucking perfect sense, man. I love it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's not very different from your thoughts. I, I really, I'm looking forward to seeing Tim again. It's been a while, uh, especially on the sidelines. Uh, it, it only makes sense that the big fundamental it would be the right man to teach the fundamentals <laughs> on the side. Yeah. So uh, I think it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. I think. Uh, there was always a chance he'd come back and do that, especially him and Pop, him and Pop are so close. Uh, I, I didn't know there was going to be a point uh, during the season where he's like, uh, I'll please go in there. But <laughs> Tim is like, well, no, I'm going <laughs> to sit right here and do X. Uh, but, yeah, it, it'll be fun. 
Yeah, it definitely will be. I love what Pop said uh, at the presser when they announced it. Uh, and by the way, they like they fucking they like this is like the most Tim Duncan like type situation in general. Like in the press release. Um, they announced some other random addition to their team before they even announced Tim Duncan. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember what it was. It was like some other like player development or some kind of shit like that. They announced that person um, before in the press release before they announced Tim Duncan. And when they uh-huh. announced Tim Duncan, they like they just said like former player of the San Antonio Spurs. Like they didn't fucking build it up or anything. Like yeah. they weren't like five time <laughs> champion and blah blah blah. He was just like, Yeah, he used to play for us. He's coming back, he's coaching. Like it's like fuck dude, this ain't Robert Ory, man. This is some fucking Duncan. Give him put some respect on his name, bro. <laughs> but fuck But yeah, to to me, he didn't fuck care. He's like, Yeah, just you know, Former former Spurs player, um, but yeah, when when Pop uh, introduced yeah or, or spoke on the matter, um, of course Pop's always got his good one-liners, and this one is another one to add to that list. Uh, basically, and I'm not, I don't remember it verbatim, but basically saying, well, you know, um, I was his, I was Tim's assistant for 19 years while he played, so it's only fitting that he comes back and he's now my assistant um which is that's fucking great that's so fucking great um yeah i'm i'm excited to see these guys reunited um and yeah i I really look forward to seeing what the spurs do over the next couple years they they're really kind of at this kind of fork in the road where their younger talent um i think is on the precipice of kind of taking over this team um, and they do, man. They have a lot of young talent. That's kind of weird, too, even when thinking about if they wanted to trade Aldridge or um, DeRozan. It's like, man, they already have so much young talent. Like, I don't even know what you would necessarily want to get back. Like, you want more young talent? You already got, like, seven guys that are, like, legit good NBA players on rookie contracts. So, um, you know, that's just the product of them fucking scouting and drafting and everything, I guess. Um, but, yeah, mm-hmm. it, this should be fun. I also look forward to seeing, um, you know, that, that when the day comes and Pop retires, um, does this give Duncan the the kind of um, foot in the door to become the Spurs head coach? We all kind of mm-hmm. thought for a while that maybe it would be Becky Hammond. Um, and I don't know. Who knows? Maybe that adds, you know, another competitor into the ring with Becky Hammond um, as far as, you know, who could, who could be the heir to that. So that'll be interesting to monitor as well. Um, My guess would be knowing the Spurs, they'll give whoever they think is the most qualified the job. They're not going to play any sort of favoritism for, for Timmy. Um, And I think he would understand that honestly. Um, But yeah, should be, should be fun. Uh, I, I just hope he gets some sideline interviews. Like, I, I really want to see, like, Tim Duncan carry on that, like, very short answers, uh, just like Pop, uh, on the sidelines mm-hmm. uh, this upcoming season. Like, that 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 will be great. I hope we get that. Uh, but, all right, let's move on. So, Zion Williamson has made his decision as far as who to sign with, uh, who to sign his shoe deal with, and he has chosen Jordan Brand, which is 
interesting on many levels, in my opinion. Um, first, the first being uh, obviously Zion went to Duke. Jordan is famously uh, a Tar Heels guy, um, and you know uh, has has no love lost uh, for his his um, you know I want I guess maybe not hatred of Duke, but obviously they're big rivals. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, and then did you see the billboard that they put up, uh, like the day that it was announced? I don't think so. I may have, okay. I'm not sure. Well, this is all it was. It, it, it said, like, it had the Jordan brand logo, it had Zion, and it had a jersey with his name on it that just said Zion with the Jordan brand logo on it, I believe. Um, and then mm-hmm. in, in the text, all it read was Kingdom Come. <laughs> Which is fucking brilliant, man. Like, obviously, Zion having that kind of connotation um, as being the, 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 the like, kingdom, the, the, the land of kings, yeah. um, you know, it's, yeah, I'm sure many people have heard that in, like, Bob Marley songs yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but also, um, a, a kind of veiled shot at LeBron. Like, yeah, like, we got a new king in town new now. King. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he's being rep by you know being and he's being rep now by, you know, the the it, what some may call the real goat. Um obviously right, it, right. it's it's really between those two. Um so I mean I, I definitely think it was a shot. Oh, and they put it up uh like a block away from Staples Center too. Um, so. <laughs> See that? <laughs> like drawn expert Expert level trolling um, on Zion and Jordan's uh, part, and I wonder, like, I, I wonder if that was almost kind of the pitch um, that you know they they kind of uh, like levied uh, for Zion. Like, this is what we're gonna do. It's gonna get. This is gonna be huge. Like, blah blah blah. Um, so yeah, all of this I think is fucking awesome. It adds extra narratives, uh, which the NBA is never short of. But can always use a few more. Um, what are your thoughts on Zion picking Jordan Brand over the likes of Nike, Puma, Adidas, and all the other competitors? Uh, good on him. You know, it's uh, one of the major, one of the major, if not the most major, aside from maybe Nike's sneaker company uh, that you want to get your name attached to. I mean, there's a lot of. He'll probably end up having his own offshoot brand in the future. Uh, that's part of Jordan, so it's be Jordan. The Jordan Zion, like Jordan Mello and shit like that. So it'll be, um, it, it's gonna be good for him. I'm, I'm happy for him. I, I really don't really care <laughs> like which speaker company he belongs to, but I do love to play on words with the idea of him be, being the new king. And uh, I think it's uh, a little too soon for that, but it, it's still fun to play with. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is. I mean, uh, but like, it, it's it is nice that like he kind of is like, you know what, fuck it. Like, let's do it. You know, like I, I'm not yeah, afraid yeah. of the, <laughs> of the hype or whatever. Like he's, and, and honestly, like he seems like just like as a person, like one of the most humble, like genuine people, like everybody likes Zion Williamson. Like there's that, like, right. like I fucking hate Duke and I love Zion Williamson. Like I, I like just mm-hmm. usually I like, just if you go to Duke, I'm not going to like you. Like, 
I you remember I fucking did not want us to take Marvin Bagley, and that was for a multitude <laughs> of reasons. But like I was just like fuck Marvin Bagley, man. And you were like, no. <laughs> you were definitely hating on Marvin Bagley. <laughs> I, I was like maybe maybe probably a little more than I should have been. Um, I think right. I had him ranked seventh in that draft, and he's probably a little probably gonna be a little better than the seventh best player from that right. draft. Um, but nevertheless. Uh, I'm not a big Duke guy. Don't like him. Uh, but, like, fucking love Zion Williamson. You got to love Zion Williamson. Um, so, right. yeah, uh, I'm I'm happy. And I think, honestly, what I think is interesting from this play um, is, like, even though Jordan Brand doesn't, like, sell nearly as well as Nike, like, Nike is by far the king of basketball shoes. Like, everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the one advantage is, like Jordan Brand, it, it, it's almost like um, I don't know, it, like almost like uh, even though they're they're not the cream, like kind of like Kobe in the sense that like even though like Kobe's like maybe I don't know at like all timer maybe ten to fifteen all time like maybe as high as like right. seven or eight. Somewhere in that range, there are people who are just like, fuck, Kobe's like number one or Kobe's number two or, you know, Kobe's definitely better than LeBron, um, like all that kind of stuff. Um, I feel like Jordan Brand, it, it has that clout. It has that reputation, like more so than like Adidas um, or definitely Puma. Um, so it's like he's picking like a brand that has the same – like near the same amount of clout as Nike – and he's going to be the face of that brand. Like, right, as of late, it's been Russell Westbrook. Um, and, like, Zion's just going to immediately, like, be the guy. Whereas, you know, with Nike, you got so many different people to compete with as far as, I mean, you got Giannis who just dropped his new shoes. And those those fuckers are, are huge right now. Um, so I think this could be a good play for Zion as well as far as just being the face of the brand being the face of Jordan brand um, for the next decade, if not longer. Um, so in that sense, I think it's smart play on his part, you know, like why am I going to sign with Nike when they, they've got like all of these other guys that they're repping trying to like, um, and I, I'm just going to supposed to like play into the mix of that. Like, no, nah, I'm going to sign with Jordan brand and be the guy for Jordan brand. Um, so I kind of like it. I think it's smart on his part in that regard. So great marketing, um, I think a good decision, and uh, I hope he sells a bunch of fucking shoes, and I hope they look dope as shit. Like, some of these shoes, man, that are out there, I'm just like, damn, like, I would never wear those. Like, those are ugly as shit. Like, I want to rep you, bro, but I ain't wearing them fucking Curry 4s, man. Those motherfuckers are ugly as shit. Like, I ain't even fucking, like, no way. Um, well, and to be fair, I'm I'm not the... I'm definitely not the target audience. I don't fucking buy basketball shoes anymore. I think the last pair of basketball yeah, shoes that I owned were like the Kobe twos or Iversons or you know something back in like seventh yeah. grade. Like, um, but yeah, nevertheless, same here. Unless, um, I pulled like I was like Jordan. They were Jordans. They were like the mellow brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I haven't bought a pair in, in fucking. 16, 17 years. Um, in fact, I've never bought a pair. My fucking mom bought these fucking shoes when I was a kid, you know. So, um, but uh, but yeah. But nevertheless, I I think it was a good smart play. I really, really do. Uh, but all right, let's move on. 
uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were introduced uh, in the Los Angeles Clippers um, uh, kind of uh, whatever it's called. Um, Steve Ballmer like was fucking really into it. Like we see the guy like on the sidelines get like really into games, but you don't really hear him talk a whole lot. And he got to like just kind of get up on the mic and just fucking start rambling. <laughs> and uh, I love his enthusiasm. He seems like a really fucking weird dude who's a little out of touch. Like, um, seems like he'd be a lot to like handle on a day to day basis. Um, but uh, I mean, he 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 seems at from. Everything I've heard, people love working for him because he um, picks he, – he picks, you know, th- like who he thinks are the best people to do their jobs, and then he lets them do their jobs. He does not interfere. He's got almost like the, the perfect – uh, the, the perfect sensibility that you want from an owner is he doesn't try to meddle, um, but he's involved enough to like know like the general ongoings of things. Like he's not – like completely hands off, um, which you know we're we're hearing reports, you know, from Washington um, about how like their that uh, owner is just, just fucking completely um, like hands off so much so that it, it was almost kind of detrimental um, how much he just deferred, um, you know, uh, th- throughout his ownership career. Um, but, like, you also don't want somebody who's going to fucking meddle like, say, Robert Sarver of, you know, the um, the Suns, like, trying to make mm-hmm. basketball decisions. like So, like, he seems to have the perfect balance of that, and he's not afraid to fucking pay whatever amount of money it takes because the dude is worth, like, fucking more than God. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, he seems really enthused um, about this whole situation. Um, Kawhi had like a, like a, certainly seemed happy. He had a certain level of charm to him. Um, I, I thought it was really kind of funny when he was, he said something to the effect of like, um, he, he really wanted to like write a paragraph to thank, uh, a paragraph or something to like thank Toronto and all their fans, but he doesn't have social media, so he couldn't. <laughs> and I was just like, that's, that's like veiled shots at like, you know, all those dudes who hop on, you know, uh, KD's like my next chapter piece and LeBron's decision <laughs> and you know, all that kind of oh, shit. Which I I think Kawhi is really smart. Like he knows what he's doing there. Um, uh, he's he's a very quiet troll. He's like he's like in his canter level troll. He's just a lot more quiet about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, so that was cool. And like Paul George. Um, also, man, seems really happy to be there. Um, I, I like what he had to say as far as when he was asked um, about, you know, potentially being in the shadow of the Lakers. That you know, he's like, "Fuck, I don't care." I mean, we're we're here. We're not worried about the Lakers. We're here to concentrate on our team. We're here for you know mm-hmm. the goal of winning a championship, and that's what we all want to achieve. And you know, we're not worried about the Lakers, and that's the fucking perfect response. You shouldn't be worried about the Lakers. Like, who fucking cares? Um, yeah, the Lakers are always going to be um, the L.A. team. But, like, if you win a title, you still get that fucking ring. It doesn't matter, you know? 
Um, and when you get your new building, you get to put that fucking banner up there, um, and that'll be there forever. So, like, yeah, like it, it just doesn't matter. Um, but I, I really, I thought this was a very genuine um, presser. Um, I, I thought it was just kind of good vibes all around. Um, the one concerning thing is Paul George would not really talk about when he was going to be coming back. He, I was very noncommittal in that. I mean. I, I guess that makes sense. You don't want to say, well, I plan on being back here, and then you end up not being back for another two weeks or, you know, month or whatever. Um, but, like, obviously, you know, they want to get him back as soon as possible. Because um, I actually do kind of feel like um, I don't think seeding matters in the sense of home court advantage per se, but because the West is so stacked, Seeding does kind of matter in the sense of, like, if I get the one or two seed, all of a sudden I'm playing, you know, the Spurs or, you know, maybe the the Kings or the the Warriors or something like that, and I'm not having to play, you know, Houston in the first round or Utah in the first round or the Lakers in the first round. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I do think that's important. Um, but I do think they have enough depth um, to where, you know, they should be all right, you know, to start the season without him. Um, just don't want to go too long without him. Uh, but anyway, um, what were your thoughts on uh, the presentation? Um, Ballmer kind of being a little nutty and uh, Kawhi and Paul George officially being uh, introduced as Clippers. Well, <laughs> Ballmer is a – he is a ball of energy, ain't he? <laughs> he's, just like a, he's a guy, uh, I would say, he, <laughs> I would love for him to be my owner. Like, uh, that's, the kind of, that's the kind of enthusiasm you want. But at the same time, he's a little nuts. <laughs> like, there's, there's, something, there's something loose there. But I do appreciate the enthusiasm because he really is a fan as much as he is just mm-hmm. the owner. Uh, and right. it's really nice to see because it's like it's pure. It's one of those pure joys. Like, I was, right. I, that's how probably he felt, too. You know, it's not one of the, one of the scripts. Like he said, he probably had it all written down. But he, that shit came from the heart. He's like, woo! <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's how you do it. He landed the big well, one. Well, think yeah, about you guys it. Made... If, if you or me owned a fucking NBA team, that would be us. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, that yeah. would totally be I us. Would... Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I wouldn't know how to contain myself, uh, especially with that big splash, you know. Um, right. That's that's real talk. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> but at the very same time, um, so yeah, I'm not, I mean, in that regard of that, I have nothing against it. Good, good, good on him. Um, with the with the rest of the presentation, I didn't really watch a lot of the presentation. It is what it is. Um, I did love uh, hearing that. Uh, Apparently, but Paul George is a Clippers fan. <laughs> yes, but was also he, a he big grew up Kobe a Clippers guy. fan. Yeah, I don't believe that shit yeah. for a second. But um, <laughs> oh well, dude, that's, um, that's the word, man. Like, I mean, that's been yeah. the word for like a while. So, I mean, I think he did. I think he grew up a Clippers he fan. Grew up a Clippers. And he didn't grow bullshit. up. In, and you got to keep in mind, he didn't grow up in Los Angeles. He grew up like an hour oh. north of Los Angeles. So it, you know, oh, okay. it's like I I could see where if you're not actually in Los Angeles, like, and you, I don't know, yeah, you know, maybe you get to just 
you kind of get to pick more, you know, what you want. Um, but it is rare. I mean, it is rare just in general that, like, anybody in California, um, Southern California, um, you know, would would not be, um, you know, a Lakers fan. So um, yeah, it's the, the ratio is very uh, – I doubt – it's just not a big ratio. It's just like someone who's their Clipper right. fan. It's like one out of ten people in Los Angeles are – Clipper fans. This is true. Right, and most uh, of maybe them, that, maybe. and most of them, even the ones who are, like, they probably didn't grow up. Like, they're like uh, Marcellus Wiley, you know, like he's a big Clippers fan, yeah. but it's like you ain't been fucking repping the Clippers since you were a kid. Like, don't don't fucking lie. Right, right. And I mean, I'm not saying right. he claims that. I don't think he does. But um, right. but like when he like moved to Los Angeles, like I don't know, he just decided. I mean, it was like the Lob City era and everything else. He just he gravitated them and rooted for them and has been a fan ever since. Um, and we all come by fandom in different ways. So, you yeah, know, I, I think sure. it's, um, I mean, there's so many fucking uh, like kids these days and it's not even kids, just like people that are probably a little younger than you and me, um, more like Juwan's age um, and younger who are like mm-hmm. follow players. Like they don't even follow teams. Like I know, I know yeah, a couple of people who follow LeBron. Like wherever he goes, yeah, that's, and, that's oh, 13, I do too. You know? It's sickening, right? Yeah, I can't, <laughs> <laughs> right? But hey, that's 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 part of branding and everything else. I mean, I don't, I don't fault him. I don't get it. Like I, you know, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't hard. know. I, but like, but you know what though, Joel? Like you don't get how I like. I have two teams. Like, like granted, like the Hawks yeah, are odd too. my my number one team, but like. They're like so. I'm kind of in that in that realm a little bit because the reason why I like the Sixers so much is because I fucking loved Allen Iverson. Um, no, I didn't yeah, like follow Allen Iverson. I didn't start rooting for Denver when he went to Denver, and I didn't start rooting for like right. Detroit. When, granted, he didn't really even play there or Memphis, but um, barely. No, it was Memphis. He didn't really play in. It um, was Memphis, Detroit. Yeah, yeah. but uh. but nevertheless, <laughs> like that. That always kind of made me a Sixers, um, like follow the Sixers, you know. So, um, so I guess I can't, I you know, I, I can understand it a little bit in that regard. Um, but it's honestly, it's the only sport um, that I even have like, um, like legit have a team outside of a Georgia team. Like there is no other sport where I'm like, oh, you know, who I really like in the NFL, like other than the Falcons, I really like the fucking, I don't know. Los Angeles Rams. It's like that's a like, no. I don't care about any other team, and especially in baseball, like Braves or Bucks, man. I don't fucking care. But um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. I I thought overall it was it was a fun introduction. It it it's cool to see. It's just man. It's just so fucking nice to see Kawhi, um, like, you know, it fucking. With with like all of the Clippers people like around him and Paul George and everything else, and not like sitting next to fucking Genie and fucking Rob Palenka and LeBron. Like God, that would have sucked so bad. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still. I think it's just more. Uh, more just me being happy that he he chose the LA team that wasn't gonna form a me super too. team like yeah you know yep. so same here yeah 
And, you know, thank you, Kawhi Leonard, for that, my friend. Um, but, all right, let's yep. move on. There's been some talk about uh, tampering um, uh, again. Um, it's kind of been an ongoing thing. Um, a, a lot of the owners uh, met up with Adam Silver recently. Um, and apparently Jordan, um, who obviously owns Charlotte Hornets, um, was really kind of from from the reports that I've seen um, – it was kind of the one, like, basically being like, yo, we got to fucking fix this shit. Like, I'm in a small market. Like, my best player just fucking left, and he had a deal lined up with Boston before the fucking, um, you know, free agency even, quote-unquote, started. Um, mm-hmm. And to that, to Jordan, I say, well, you didn't fucking, you didn't pony up the money for him, at least according to all reports. You didn't even offer him a five-year regular max. Um, and he qualified for a five-year Supermax. So, like, the onus is on you there. Like, it would be one thing if they were willing to offer him, like, you know, a full max or even a partial Supermax, and then he left. Like, I don't know. Then maybe you got some ground to stand on. But, like, he didn't leave because of tampering. He left because you didn't fucking pay him. Like, let's be real about it. Um, but nevertheless, um, the, you know, the, Adam Silver's talked about it a couple times recently, saying it doesn't make sense to have rules uh, on the books that we can't enforce. Um, but, like, you know, here's the thing. I don't think any of these owners or GMs or a- any of these teams, like, I don't think, I don't think they would volunteer, um, you know, what's necessary in order to uh, uh, combat tampering. Like, we should just fucking embrace it, man. Um, <laughs> I heard somebody say, I don't remember what pod it was on, but I uh, I think it was uh, Dieter Kurtenbach on uh, Game Theory Pod. He was like, dude, tampering is like weed. Like, it just just fucking embrace it. Like, everyone does it. Like, just fucking embrace it. Like, let's just, let's just legalize it and, like, be done with it. And I was like, that's a pretty goddamn good analogy. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, like... I don't. I don't think there's really anything that should be done except for making the rules more clearly um, defined as to what is acceptable and what is not. But other than that, I mean, like I would say, essentially make it so that negotiations can officially begin before the draft. Um, we've been saying this for years on this pod, like that. You know, they should. Free agency should start before the draft, just like the NFL does, um, to where you can negotiate deals, and then you know what your team is, and you can better draft, um, like to to you know build around what your team actually will be. Um, so, I, I mean, that would be my my you know biggest solution there. I mean, I, I, how do you feel about? It? I mean, do you like this is one of the most fun uh, free agency periods that we've had and a lot of it was due to tampering. So just like as a fan, I'm like, I'm fucking cool with it. Now, do I want, you know, the whole Anthony Davis situation to happen? Maybe selfishly for content purposes, but like, I don't think, I don't think that, you know, I don't think that's a good thing. Um, But nevertheless, like this, like players knowing exactly where they're going to go and, uh, 
you know, GMs having to act like, like Sean Marks being like, yeah, we had no idea Kevin Durant was going to come here. Like, no clue. Even though we traded Alan nice. Trapp, uh and two mm-hmm. first-round picks to clear the fucking space for him, we had no idea. Um, like, okay. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, are, like, are you upset about it at all? I guess that's what I'm getting at. Do you really think anything needs to be done here? No, I don't really give a fuck off. But uh, I would be nice more right. earlier. Uh, <laughs> that that's true. Uh, so we can get get on with our lives instead of making us wait and shit. But um, no, I don't really care about tampering. I mean, it's obviously tampering. It's like if you if you think it's not tampering, you're obviously bullshit and lying to yourself at this point because it's obviously that. Right. Um, but like. If you're not doing anything about it, and if you don't plan on doing anything about it, you might as well just move it up early so it's legal. What's the point of doing right. it illegally and not doing anything about it? It's just it's stupid. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's private. I mean, you just 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 make free agency start like two days after the finals, you know, and just you don't even have to have a set date. Just forty eight after forty eight hours after the finals, free agency begins. Um. And just or whatever, maybe you do like 36 hours, so you get like uh, a full day and then like a half a day, um, and so like you know at noon um, on that, I guess would be the second day after the finals, um, you like free agency begins and like negotiations can start because I mean that's when that seems to be like when the majority of like all these deals were like really like started coming into place um you know the, some excluded obviously i think the nets had a real beat that they were going to get uh Kyrie and Katie um like i said otherwise they wouldn't have fucking made the trade that they made um but uh but yeah like i mean i think that just makes more sense just make that legal and then focus more on you know the i guess the the tampering that you know it maybe actually isn't cool like that that um you know that that should not happen um and you know that that um would seem to be a better use of your time which is why i think the the weed um analogy is like so fitting for it um it's like dude like uh stop going after weed and like go after fucking heroin and shit like you know like uh that's 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 way more important um so I I don't know I think it's a fitting analogy. Um, uh, as far as um, ha- how it, my thing as far as tampering would be this um, I don't necessarily I, I think it, uh, and this is maybe not as much tampering but as far as like player retention. Um, which I don't necessarily think the NBA cares about either. Like, I think they like all the player movement. But, like, the way deals are right now, um, like, like for instance, Giannis can't sign an extension right now. Like, legally, he cannot sign an extension um, because uh, he's only been in the league seven years or six years or whatever it is, and you have to have served a certain amount of time before you can sign said extension like early um there's there's like little rules like that that are stupid and don't make sense and they need to like change shit like that like there's absolutely no fucking reason that milwaukee should not be able to be like here's your supermax extension Giannis. 
please sign it. <laughs> like, um, I mean, if if anything, it gives them a leg up. It gives them, um, you know, uh, it, it gives them more time to figure out what they're going to do if he's not going to sign the extension. Um, and it also mm-hmm. gives them, uh, you know, hopefully a leg up in him just signing the extension. Um, so like, th- those are. Those are things that I think the league should focus more on um, in lieu of, like, um, you know, players negotiating uh, contracts when they're they're not even currently playing for a team, uh, like, a little earlier than, you know, what they should be. Um, mm-hmm. And, again, I mean, you said it. Just make it, just make it legal and then focus on other avenues where you can improve yeah. the league. I'm also so tired of these fucking kids getting drafted with the wrong hat. We know they're fucking not supposed yeah. to be there. So if we could yeah. stop that, I would really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and you know what? If free agency, like, officially started earlier, we would not have that fucking problem. Like, they could conduct yeah, all these trades, and we could be done with it. Like, mm-hmm. yes. So, good point. Another fucking reason to just have free agency start, like, 36 hours after the final. Like, let's just, let's fucking get it done, NBA. Like, it just makes so much fucking sense. Um, so yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, let's move on. I want to talk about an interesting. It's, it's, this ain't gonna take long, but I do think it's interesting. Um, that, so there's this salary cap loophole that the Utah Jazz had taken advantage of, and I didn't know existed yeah. until they took okay. advantage of it. Um, essentially, essentially, um, uh, you are as far as your salary cap you are um billed not only for the total amount of salaries um that your your players um add up to but you are also as far as your um cap space um you are billed uh for each open roster spot that you have um below the 13th roster spot so um like it is currently $890,612 um, is, is the uh, uh, open roster spot charge for any team uh, that doesn't have 13 roster spots. That affects your cap space. Um, however, there's a loophole to this, and the Jazz uh, kind of pulled it off. Um, if you sign a two-way player, that player counts as an open uh, – it counts as a roster spot, so you don't technically have an open roster spot, but a two-way contract does not count against your cap. So you can essentially save, like, $170,000 – or no, more like $180,000 by – or, or, excuse me, not save, open up $180,000 in cap space by signing two – uh, two-way players um, and not signing anybody else before um, you do that. Very smart on the Utah Jazz to, like, figure this out and to actually implement it. Um, I think it's very also very hilarious that, like, like not that it would have made a difference uh, in the end, but, like, you know, the Lakers, when, when they were in the Kawhi Talks, you know, they couldn't quite offer him the full max. They could offer him close. But if they had done that, they would have been able to offer him the full max. Again, not that that would have made a difference, but I still think it's funny that, um, like, of course the Lakers wouldn't figure that out. 
Um, I think this is interesting. I, I'm this is a, a total nerdy thing for me, and I, I realize you probably are like Nick. You're you're super nerd now right now about something that really doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> um, but uh, something who like follows the cap as closely as I do. Um, I, I'm going to follow next offseason even closer to see how many teams implement this strategy before the um, new CBA uh, is reached in 2021. Um, simply because, like, I, I think this is they just the Jazz found a loophole, and every other team should exploit this loophole. Even if you're not trying to open up the cap space to sign a max player, like, you could just fucking sign two two A guys and then, like, only guarantee them X amount of money, open up an extra $1.8 million in cap to, to use to sign, to, you know, get you that one extra guy or to pay that get one guy that extra $1.8 million, um, which if you chart that over a 5% increase per year is more like $4.2-ish million um, over a four-year deal. Um, like that can make the difference in a team signing a guy and not signing a guy, um, especially for you know these non-max guys. Um, so I don't know. I think it's interesting. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll really be intrigued to see like if other teams capitalize on this before um, you know the league basically catches up with them and is like, yeah, we're not allowing you to do this anymore. Anyway, I've rambled a little bit. I've geeked out a little bit on um, a, a very borderline insignificant salary cap loophole. Um, but uh, just do you have any, any thoughts on this, Joe? I kind of dozed off. I'm not, I'm not, um, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, but I, I, I did think it was interesting. So um, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to be monitoring if, if other teams do this uh, next offseason. I think it, it could be interesting. Um, but all right, let's move on. Um, so I was listening to the Bill Simmons pod today, and um, interesting kind of thing happening with Jason Tatum right now. Um, so Tatum, Tatum hasn't, like, put out any social media stuff uh, pertaining to the Celtics. All summer, uh-huh. um, okay. he hasn't welcomed Kimba Walker or in his cancer or you know said weird. anything. Mm-hmm. Um, however, what he has done is he congratulated Terry Rozier on getting his fifty-eight million dollar contract with Charlotte, um, and he said Uh-oh. basically like, you know, congrats, my guy, like well deserved, something like that. Um, he also oh, cool. retweeted um, a a tweet from Marcus Morris um, before he signed about essentially he I think he was like quoting like uh, some lyrics uh, from a song um, and mm-hmm. it was basically insinuating that he was about to leave Boston um, and Tatum retweeted that as well so it's like not only has he not had any um, like any, uh, I don't know, uh, anything to say about what the the um, the Celtics are doing, but also, um, you know, he's obviously given shout-outs to former Celtics guys, 
Um, and, like, out of any of the guys uh, in that locker room, from what we heard last year, um, he was, like, the one guy who apparently actually really got along with Kyrie. Um, like, we know Jalen mm-hmm. Brown and Kyrie fucking hate each other. But, um, uh-huh. but like, Tatum and Kyrie actually got along. Um, both Duke guys, they seem to be, you know, pretty good friends and that kind of thing. Um, I think this is interesting, not because I think something big is going to come of it um, in the near future, um, but I do find it interesting in the sense that um, it, it would appear, at least to me, that uh, that Tatum um, just doesn't, like – he he's not happy with the Celtics right now, and maybe this is, and at least on some level, alludes to um, the bigger problem for the Celtics last year being Hayward and the minutes that Hayward got, and not as much Kyrie. Um, maybe I'm taking a leap there, um, but I do think that I know we know that that was a problem in that locker room, um, and. Like, the fact that he's been so quiet about everything, anything and everything the Celtics has done, and still, like, tweeting out everything for all the former Celtics guys who went on, you know, to do other stuff, I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's something there. I think there's something to that. Um, with all that information, do you look at that and say maybe there's some – I don't want to say ill will, but maybe Tatum's a little disgruntled um, at, at, at what went on through, with Boston last season and maybe into this off season. Well, well, clearly something something up his ass because uh, I, I noticed that too. Like he has been very quiet, um, and it's weird. And like, what the fuck is happening in Boston? <laughs> like. It's, when did that become a bad situation? Like like a year ago, we're like yeah, this team is the shit. Like it's the best right. situation in the Dude, basketball. we've been saying like, this for like we've been saying like for the past three years at least. Like that, oh man, yeah. Boston. They made that trade. They got all these picks coming in. They're gonna turn these things around for and like mm-hmm. now it's like. I mean, I like the I like their off season. I mean, I like the fact they went out and got Kemba. Um, it right, sucked that they lost Horford, but without losing Horford, you wouldn't have had the money to get Kemba. They got, um, but they got Ennis Canner back, bro. Come on. Yeah. Um, you know what sucks <laughs> about that is Ed Davis <sighs> no signed for the exact same right. deal with the Utah Jazz. Like you totally Did should he? have gone out and got Ed Davis. Like, and you could have been like, "Yo, Ed Davis, you're gonna be our starter. You're not gonna start for the Jazz, bro." Like you will be our starter. You will get big minutes. Because, um, like, Ed Davis would have been, like, the exact kind of player that you, like, would need um, just as far as his, like, defensive acumen. Because um, you don't really need offense. You got Kemba Walker. You got Brown. You got Hayward. You got Tatum. We saw that problem last year. Um, and luckily, Horford's just so unselfish that, you know, it never really affected him. But, um, right. But like you like, I mean, so you bring in Canner, who's another offensively driven player. Um, now, granted, Canner usually creates his offense off of rebounds, offensive rebounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, nevertheless, like it definitely hurts not getting you know defense, D 
defensive-minded players in there. Um, but who knows? Maybe Ed Davis was just like, ah, fuck, I don't want to go. I don't want to live in Boston, whatever. Maybe maybe he's like, right. he just don't like Boston. Um, but nevertheless, yeah, I'm I'm smelling what you're selling there. Um, but yeah, weird, right? Like just something's up. Yeah. It is. It's uh, completely off. I'm like, he's, he's a really good player. I mean, he had a little bit of an off year. He had a strong rookie year, and you know, so it made his sophomore year look right. weak. But he's still a really good player, and I, I have a lot of faith that so he's going to be just fine. Uh, and he'll probably end up going back to playing power forward this year, just because they'll end up playing small ball probably down the um, to start the year at least. Um, so they could fit in Gordon Hayward's minutes, and I'm not really sure where Gordon Hayward's going to fit. Does he start at small forward? Probably. I kind of have him at the moment starting. Um, because you're paying him all this money, you got to play him. Um, and like Gordon Hayward should right. be a lot better this year than he was last year because he should be more fully recovered now, you know. Um, so it's one of those things where it sucks, uh, especially for a Celtics fan. Like it, the team took a hit this year. You lost Kyrie, you lost Al Horford. Uh, you did get Campbell Walker back, so arguably you didn't. You're not missing much in terms of production. Uh, and he might be a better locker room guy. Um, but we do take a hit with Al Horford. Because um, Ennis Kanter, as much as I like Ennis Kanter, you know, he's a Nick, uh, double-double guy, uh, plays hard, does not defend, <laughs> like, at all. Um, right. Maybe he'll get a lucky block here and there. But he's just, you know, he just gets lost uh, on defense. Uh, it's just one of those things where he just doesn't have the lateral movement. He has the hustle. He just cannot move side to side all that well. No, it's, just, it's not. At it's it's all. not. It's, yeah, but it's not all his fault. He just can't. He physically just can't. Uh, <laughs> so sometimes it's funny. Um, but he definitely plays hard, and he's definitely gonna talk a lot of shit, which is fun for your team. But um, in terms of Jason Tatum, like, I don't know, man. Like, I hope they can work that out because you know I don't like seeing these young guys just like. Had being all disgruntled and leaving like so early in their career, and um, not that I fucking like the Celtics at all, but you know it's just one of those things you never want to see uh, that happen. Right. Yeah, I mean for for I mean any team, even any even team. a team that right. maybe is yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean we'll see where it goes. I I I honestly kind of wonder what's going to happen with Brown too this off season because he's mm-hmm. up for contract renewal. I would think the Celtics will match any contract that comes his way, but it would not surprise me in the least for a team like the Hawks to go out there and be like, well, I'll give him a max. You better match it, <laughs> like, in the offseason. Because um, the mm-hmm. Hawks have, like, $75 million in cap space in the offseason, and the, and the unrestricted free agency market is shit. But there's a lot of good restricted free agents on the market next season. Um, I mean, you you have uh, Brown, uh, Sabonis, um, Buddy Heald, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, th- I mean, those are some, just to name a few. Brandon Ingram is another one. Um, Dario Saric. Uh, so I I could definitely see the Hawks being a team that's like, I, and, you know, Jalen Brown's from Atlanta. So, I mean, I could see them being like, fuck it. We'll get, we'll overpay him um, just because we 
think he would fit well on this team, um, give us kind of more added depth. He could be our starting shooting guard. We'll bring Herter off the bench, you know, that kind of train of thought. Um, and he would give, you know, give that team a little more um, defensive acumen. Um, Boston would probably match, but I think they're going to have to do that. I think somebody out there, if if they don't come to an extension, which it doesn't look like they're probably not going to, um, at least I haven't heard anything about it. Um, so that's yet kind of another thing um, that they have to resolve in, in the very near future. Um, and then if they do have to pay him the max, then you got Tatum's contract coming up the following year. Um, granted, at that point, you would have Hayward coming off the books. But still, it just doesn't leave you a window to really improve this team via free agency um, in a significant way. Um, because of the way these contracts stack up, so um, I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to see what they do with that as well. So um, I wish Luke was on so he could uh, offer up yeah. um, every single you know um, reason why we're totally off base here with having any of sort of fear. <laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> hey man, we no tried to tell him that Kyrie was leaving for like fucking. Seven months, and he was like, "Y'all are fucking crazy. He's not going anywhere." <laughs> like, he right, thinks Luke. the world is flat, Luke. Don't <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> you can't predict that man's move, bro. That's all we were thinking. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I want to real quick before we get into your topic, which I'm gonna I'm gonna hand off to you and let you kind of um let you let you run it um how how Ooh. you want to do it. Um, but I do for just a second want to talk about the Wizards, um, all right? Because they made some some front office moves. Um, they decided to uh, take the interim tag off of um, their their GM, um, who I forget his name at the moment. Um, but uh, they they took the interim tag off of him. They ended up making him the official GM. But that they right. were done. They brought in John Thompson third to be like a player developmental coach thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 he runs a uh, he's the director of player personnel something. something. I can't remember exactly what it is. Um, but they brought him in and, and created a position for him. And they also brought in this Cat Brown. Um, I forget his first name, but they brought him in. He was the GM for the Cleveland Browns um, when they started making all of essentially tanking um, and, you know, starting to put themselves into position to get really good draft picks. Um, Now he ended up a lot like Sam Hinkie ended up being let go um, before um, he saw that through. But I wonder if this, them bringing in Brown as as sort of their um, kind of potentially what I would guess is like the overseer of um, the direction they're going to go, um, and then uh, the you know their GM is basically going to um, in cahoots with him make the strategic basketball um, plays like as far as scouting and picking players and evaluating trades and things like that, um, given that he has that um, innate basketball experience. 
Um, but I wonder how all of this is going to work. We've seen something like this work with the Clippers, um, but the Clippers really got, like, a lot of, like, really smart basketball guys. Um, this, this, this brown dude is not, like, a, per se a basketball guy, but he does seem to have um, implemented a strategy in Cleveland in the NFL that essentially netted them a ton of picks that they eventually hit on um, and were able to, uh, you know, improve their team um, that, you know, had not been good for a really, really long time. Um, So I wonder two things. Um, Does this signal to you that we're in for a Wizards tank? Um, You know, with them bringing in the guy who helped the Browns tank? Um, and do you think this structure is smart to have, a, like, a, a essentially what? I, and I'm, I, I don't want to quite phrase it like this, but I'm going to, uh, like a, a, a strategic expert as far as, um, okay. as far as different ways to uh, improve a franchise but maybe not a basketball guy, maybe barking orders at the GM or I wonder how all of that works out. Um, if they're going to be on the same page, um, the Clippers obviously figured it out. Um, but I, I don't know if it's smart having a non-basketball guy, um, trying to, you know, deliver, um, a, a strategy, and then having another guy figure out the basketball move, it could work on paper. It's just, it's, it's for, if I was a fan of the wizards, I would be like, man, like, couldn't we have just fucking just gone with a GM? Like, can't we just, man, like I, and obviously that's what they wanted to do. Tim Conley got the re up in Denver. Um, Masai Ujiri turned him down. So this was kind of their plan C. And I just don't know if this is a very good plan. What are your thoughts? Well, um, I believe his name was Sashi Brown. Uh, Sashi Brown, uh, he's, he, he, like you said, I think he was working on the, um, what the, what's the, 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 damn, I can't forget. The thing, community relations is where he was, and now he's more on the basketball side. Um, and it's, it's a weird move, but it's, you know what, it's not all that different from what um, the Knicks did with um, um, Steve Mills who was not on the basketball side for a long time. He worked for MSG in MSG, but never worked on the basketball side until recently. Uh, Right. He's still there, you know what I mean? (laughs) So, um, Right. But no offense, Joel, I wouldn't consider that a success. I mean, I wouldn't consider it a abstract failure either, but... I'm not saying... Again, I don't know if that's the best model. I'm just... I'm, I'm, I'm comparing it. (laughs) <laughs> sure. In terms of a situation, it's the sure. only situation I saw that was similar. Um, okay, fair enough. But as a, you know, like in New York, he 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 was made president and then got demoted to GM and then made president again. So it's like he hasn't really been in a stable situation either because they're in this fucking mess. So at least Leon just decided, you know, finally to do something about it. 
because uh, that team has been in flux forever in that like in the playoffs right. and never good enough to make it farther than that. And then they got stuck with some really and, bad luck with John Wall. And fucking Grunfeld has uh, been there for what sixteen ever. years? Something crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's like a fucking record. He obviously didn't want to fire that man. <laughs> Probably had something <laughs> on him. Um, look, it did something. I, the they they I don't know if it's gonna work. Um, I think at the end of the day, the the basketball decisions will come down to to Tommy. Um, Tommy. Um, what is his name? I know it starts with. I know it's Tommy or Thomas. Yeah, oh, I, remember I don't remember his name. Uh, yeah, I forget his last name, but Tommy Shepard. That's what it is. Tommy Shepard. There you go. Um, yeah. I. At the end of the day, it will be his decision basketball-wise. Um, and right now, I, I, I didn't think they would go full tank, but I don't see why not. You know, what are they playing for? Uh, John Wall might be out the whole season, apparently. I've heard that. I don't know how real that is because I'm like, uh, what? what? Well, I mean, they save, they save like 80% of his contract if he sits out the whole season because of his injury clause. That, so he totally should oh, sit wow. out the whole season. I had no idea. Well, like, you kidding me? percent on what, like $38 million? Like, yeah, sit the fuck out, John Wall. You yeah. ain't coming back, bro. <laughs> Get 100, 110% healthy before you even step out of the fucking... <laughs> That's crazy. Right. I didn't know that. All right, exactly. Well, oh, good on them. You know, they might be better off with him not playing at all. Uh, that's why I guess that makes sense to then take a chance on Isaiah Thomas to try to revive his career there in Washington while they probably suck. Uh, I, I, all right, it makes more sense now. Um, but they're probably not going to be very good. Like uh, I do, no, like man. I said, I like Rudy Hachimura. Big fan of Rudy. You do. Rudy. Uh, I do. I like Rudy. Um, do you think he's Kawhi Leonard? <laughs> I uh, I don't know about that. Uh, I'm, not sure he has some... I'm glad you're. I'm glad your um, expectations are a little more tempered than Sean P. Phillips. <laughs> Oh wow, that's what he said. I did not know that. <laughs> no, dude, that's what he said. See, we didn't we didn't catch this because we were covering the draft as it happened. But no, Chauncey Billups literally said that shortly after Hachimura was drafted. One of his comps for oh, his comp for Hachimura was Kawhi Leonard. Like I was like, what? Wow. Are you gonna kidding me? Uh, like, come I don't on, know, dude. But I, I think you got to be, You better take I think he's that. gonna be good. Yeah, but I don't think he's Kawhi Leonard. But don't get me wrong. A lot of people didn't know Kawhi Leonard was going to be Kawhi Leonard either. <laughs> Coming out of the draft, right, and I think that still sucks me. Right. I just don't see the don't defensive remember... upside with Hachimura. You know, like, I don't see that think, kind of defensive think, upside. I think there's something there. I don't know if he'll be as good. No. Uh, but I, I think he, he might be sleeping on the kid. I think he has some skills. Um, he looked good um, in summer league. He did. But, you know, this time of <laughs> But, yeah, he That's did look good. No, no doubt. Um, and, you know, I'm really happy for him. Uh, right now, it looks like TJ Miles is going to have surgery. I don't know if he'll be back right. by the beginning of training camp. And probably, probably the start of the small forward, you know. That sucks yeah. for them. <laughs> that seems completely well, a whole. I know they, they plan on offering um, Bradley Deal, like, the full max and everything they can give him. I'm not sure he's going to take it. And they it. should. <laughs> they should. Of course they should. No, he um, shouldn't. <laughs> ain't no fucking way he should take it. Well, it's like I was saying no this one because we talked about this briefly. We were, Basically, we talked about 
who who do we think the next big player would be other than Chris Paul um, that to, uh-huh. to be traded? Um, and honestly, we we actually neither one of us said Beal. Uh, we both said Demar Derozan. What? Um, really? Well, over Beal? Yeah. Well, um, because I don't think Washington wants to trade Beal. Like I think if no, he doesn't don't. take the they extension, don't. they have to. They should. They absolutely fucking should. They should try to sell high now. I mean, could you imagine the team? Like, I'm not saying they should do it before the season starts, but by come December 15th, when everybody can be traded, you know, um, that's when they should be targeting it, so they could get all the teams in, involved, you know, um, and right. really try to sell that price. Um, unless like Denver just levies like an unbelievable fucking offer. Like, I mean, if Denver gives you like, you know. Um, Gary Harris, um, three unprotected first round picks and, and, you know, swap rights and, you know, all that kind of shit. But I, I don't well, think that's different. <laughs> and, yeah. And Michael Porter Jr. And, and Bull Bull and like every, like everything else that they have, you know, other than obviously right. Jamal Murray and, um, and, 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 the, and Jokic. The core at the moment. Um, right. right. Um, but I mean, I just, I don't, I don't expect. Denver to do that, namely because they were just so good last season. I see. At, mm-hmm. I look at a team like Denver, and I think they'd be more likely to do that come December fifteenth if they get off to a slow start in the season. Um, mm-hmm. And I think if you do it like mid December, because you're still so far out from um, from like you know the, the the trade deadline when a lot of teams that thought they were competing or no longer competing or, you know, whatever. Um, like, mid-December, everybody's still really high on, on their team, you know. So, like, you know, um, I don't know, Denver struggles or fucking Philadelphia, you know, gets off to a weird start. Like, maybe they're like, dude, we got to fucking do something. Like, like we'll give you Tobias Harris and, like, all the fucking picks that you could possibly want. And you can reroute Tobias Harris or keep him or whatever, you know. Like, um you know, something like that, you know, or, or we'll give you Tobias Harris, all our young guys, and all these picks. You know, I mean, that's certainly a possibility. Um, but no, I mean, we, I, I think where we were falling was we thought that um, the Beal trade. At least this is where I was thinking. I thought they don't want to trade Beal. They're not going to rush to trade Beal. It's not going to happen before the season starts. I think DeRozan could be dealt before the season starts. Um, I threw out. I threw out Detroit. Uh, yeah. Um, well, think about it. Like Detroit, they got Dwayne Casey there. Um, obviously, they have had a really good working relationship. Um, I think he'd be like the kind of piece that you really want to add to Blake Griffin. Um, uh, they have two big expiring contracts and Reggie Davis um, and Langston Galloway. That totals up to like $26 million, which is essentially um, his salary. Um, and then you have Luke Kennard, Ekaboya, all your future first round picks, like they have enough to go get him, well, for sure. Um it's just a question as to whether they would want him. I know Casey would. Um and I think if if you're gonna if you're not gonna trade Blake Griffin then you should make that deal. You should like this fucking mediocrity of, of competing of of basically being the Hornets of the last ten years and competing to maybe make the playoffs, 
is fucking stupid. Like if you're if you really want to commit, you want to sell tickets, you want to make the playoffs, then fucking trade for DeRozan. I I I could see him doing it. Um, I don't know. I guess um, that that was my overall point is that I don't think Beal will be um, traded. But anyway. Uh, I digress. I totally think they should trade to Beal. I think it would be absurd for him to take the extension. He was so fucking close to making All-NBA. Like, if anything, he should be like, no, I'm not going to take this extension because I want to try to make All-NBA. And then y'all motherfuckers are going to really have to pay me. And then if you really pay me, sure, I'll fucking sign the extension. (laughs) Um, Like... That, I mean, that would be my train of thought if I'm Beal, and maybe I wouldn't even want to sign the extension then, but um, I'm definitely not signing it now. Like, there's absolutely no benefit to him signing it. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, I hope he gets moved. I really do. And you know what? I hope he gets moved. Like, like I would – like, ideally, I, I – other than Philly um, or Atlanta, because, I mean, fuck, I would love to have Bradley Beal. Um, everybody should want to have Bradley Beal. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, that cat, that's, he's like Clay Thompson in the sense of you just put him on any team and he just works. Like, he's just fucking great. Like, um, I still think Clay, if he wasn't hurt, would be my number one. Um, just because, God damn, I fucking love Clay Thompson. Um, and I think Thompson is just obviously a better defender. Um, but Beal is a better shot shot getter. He's a better fucking creator for himself, for sure. He's a better passer. Um, he's just a better offensive player all, all the way around than Thompson. Um, but uh, I, I would like to see him, like, join up with another, like, another, like, star like a like give me like another fucking badass duo you know what i mean like like i would love to see him like go to miami i miami does not have the assets to make it work and i this bullshit about they you know they've contacted the wizards about they'll they want to trade for beal and they'll take on wall's contract if you're the wizards that is the dumbest fucking notion that you could come up with like do not use bradley beal to get out of John Wall's contract. Because if you're trading Bradley Beal, you're rebuilding anyway. John Wall's contract at that point is insignificant. If you're in a rebuild, you don't need cap space, bro. Like, just fucking like, sell Bradley Beal to the highest bidder that's going to get you the most shit and just live with the fact that you got John Wall signed for four years. Like, it is what it is at that point. Um, but uh, but that that's what I would want. I would want him to join... Um, like a like another legit star, like a Jimmy Butler, um, and and just like you know, not. I don't want to see him go to a team. I like that's why. I, again, that's why I kind of like Denver because like Jamal Murray is kind of a star, but not really yet. Um, so like if he if he went and joined that team, that'd be fun. Like him and Jokic. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. What, I mean, what do you? What are your thoughts about that? Uh, as far as, and then we'll move on, um, we'll, you know, to our to our duo segment. Um, but what are your thoughts about Beal being traded? If you want to add anything to the Demar Derozan thing as well, I, I had no idea that, that that was even something that was going to be considered this year. Uh, I guess it makes sense if they were to decide to move on. I guess it's not out of the realm of 
it's not impossible, I guess. They're like, ah, no, maybe we can get something for them. Uh, we could use more shooters. <laughs> uh, they do have a lot of fucking wings at this point now on the Spurs. Um, but um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's a good that's a good idea. I wouldn't mind seeing some more star power in the East, especially in Detroit. Demar and DeRozan and Blake Griffin would be an interesting combo in uh, Detroit. Yeah. Um, Bradley Beal, I think it's just inevitable. Uh, he will be moved at some point. When I do not know. I know Washington doesn't want to get rid of him, but honestly, what are you doing to yourselves? Collect assets. Go young. You're not doing shit with that team. Right. Just do him a favor. Do yourself a favor, and move on. That's how. I, that's how I feel about Beal. Um, I, I, in terms of any other person on the move this season, I don't know. I have to look at it, but. I wouldn't be surprised at some point if Toronto decides to trade away some of their better players like Marcus Saul or, or Kyle Lowry if things don't go right uh, throughout the season, you know? I think it depends. But, I think it depends on – because I think if they keep those guys, they make the playoffs and maybe even win a playoff series because um, they're in the higher East. higher than the nine. Um <laughs> I mean, I just think, like, dude, they were really good without Kawhi Leonard last year. And granted, they had Danny Green, but, like, like, and they don't have him anymore. But they also made some, like, um, like I, some good additions. Um, like, no, nothing super splashy, but I, I like them picking up Stanley Johnson. Um, I think Norman Powell uh, looked like the Norman Powell of old as far as, like, before he got that extension um, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he'll be fine as their starting shooting guard. Um, you, you got Ananobi coming back. Um, Siakam could take another step up. I don't know. I just think I I think honestly they could be. I, I mean I have them in that like three to seven range, like with you know the teams like Boston and Indiana and Brooklyn. And Miami, like they're in that same little range to me. I mean, you guys your top two teams with Milwaukee and Philly, um, and then after that, I think you got those seven teams, um, and then you got a few different teams trying to buy for that eighth seed. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. I, I think they're going to be good. So to me, it's like, um, like, are you? What are you getting back for, say, a Kyle Lowry or um, you know, Marcus Saul or a Serge Ibaka? Um, if you're getting back something good, sure, but I wouldn't trade him just to trade him like, say, the Grizzlies did with Gasol. You know, they just traded him kind of just to trade him. Like, they were like, all right, he didn't want to be here anymore. We we kind of suck. Like, we'll, we'll trade him um, and, and take back Jakob Pertle in a second-round pick and DeLon Wright, you know? Um, and, and, you know, but, like, if I'm if – I'm, Toronto, like, and making a trade like that really hurts my chances of making the playoffs. That's not a great return. Like, I'm not, and and the return won't even be that good. You know, for could could be not, it might not be that good. So, like, again, I think it just depends. Um, I wouldn't count on them as sellers, though. Uh, as I guess my point. Um, I wouldn't count on them as sellers yeah. off the bat, but I wouldn't count. Sure. Them as I do yeah, think I mean, if somebody gets hurt and they're outside, yeah, and they're like, yeah. 
if they like say Gasol and Lowry missed extended time and it's just not looking good, like sure, like maybe. But then it's like if that happens, how valuable are those guys for you to trade if they're hurt, you know? Um so I don't know. Well, but uh, if they're hurt, yeah. Right. Um but yeah, uh it'll be interesting, uh as the NBA always is. Um, but all right, let's move on to our final segment. I'm going to pass it over to you, my friend, and lead us in to um, what do we want to call this? I, I kind of want to call it NBA Jam because <laughs> it is. That's not a bad idea. That's where the idea yeah. comes from. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> this is exactly well, how you play it. Keep, keep that in mind, and and we'll just roll with it today with sort of. We'll 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 fixate on a title uh, next episode when we do volume two, uh, but uh, yeah, let the people know what we're doing here. Well, basically, uh, the the NBA has become a league of dynamic duos, as I've been calling them. A lot of people have been calling them that. Uh, so it's just a matter of putting all the like who, who are every every team's dynamic duos. Not every team has technically a dynamic duo, but um. Charlotte. Um, Charlotte, especially Charlotte, definitely doesn't have a, a <laughs> dynamic duo. They don't have a dynamic one. <laughs> they don't have a dynamic uno. Uh, no, exactly. So my opinion is, this is the year that we're we're in this right now. You know, so it's like yeah, you have to figure that out for certain teams. Like Charlotte, like who would you consider your dynamic? We'll get there, but I'm just saying this is an example. Sure. Some are obvious, like LeBron and, and, and the Lakers. You have LeBron and AD. That's your dynamic duo. The Clippers right. got Kawhi and Paul George. Guess what? That's their dynamic duo. Uh, but not everything is not that simple. So I just wanted to kind of narrow down who are those top two guys, or who would you consider those top two guys? And basically, that would probably be your NBA Jam squad. You know, because that's how NBA Jam was. You pick your either you you probably big and you're little. It's usually like how I used to like to play it. You know, I don't like playing double size, but some guys, some teams are just like that. Like. Then Detroit, yeah, you can't some teams say can't it's not Blake it. Griffin and Andre Drummond. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, or Portland, you can't that. say it's not Dame and CJ. <laughs> like, just, right, that's right. the way it is. You just can't avoid it. It's I ain't picking Hassan but, um, Whiteside over CJ. You ain't convincing me of Right, <laughs> right. You're just going to have to deal with it. But that's, that is what it is. Um, right. So let's start. I guess you want to start in the Pacific, right? Yeah, I was thinking that just because, like you said, like the, the two L.A. teams will be easy. Um, you yeah, know, like, easy, uh, easy. so our, our, we're going to pick, we're going to pick the, the, our dynamic duos for each team. Are we going to rank them each episode too? So we rank the top yeah. five in the Pacific. All right, yeah. cool. That's cool, fine. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's roll right, cool. in. Um, all right. So, uh, get it started here. Who do you want to start with? Uh, I guess we could start from, I like to, on my head when I do all these rankings, well, before I rank them, I, I, my order is always from the – I imagine the state or the, the country in my head, and I always go from north to south. <laughs> so okay, that's the fair. Pacific I, region, I can I, like it's, You get me? So usually I'll start from like – all right, so Sacramento. Uh, it'll probably yep. be Sacramento, Golden State, the two L.A. teams, and uh, I think Phoenix is probably the Pacific. So there you go. That, that yeah. would be your – that would be the order, and then we'd rank them. So I guess we'll start in Sacramento. This is a good one because uh, I had I had the uh, De'Aaron Fox as the, probably the best player on that team right now. And sure. number two, there's a lot of different options. Uh, I had Buddy Heald 
you argued Marvin Bagley, which I, I can't argue with that. Uh, but because he didn't start last year, I just figured, you know, Buddy Heels had a good year, and that was like his backcourt partner, and he was they were one of the better backcourts in the league last year. Um, Absolutely, Heels shot forty-two from three. Right, but I wouldn't be upset at Bagley being the second because that's that's how I like playing DJ. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Right. But yeah, that's that's how I have. That's my one-two. Who who you got is your one-two in Sacramento? Yeah, I would lean towards Bagley. Obviously, Fox. Um, I would lean towards Bagley, as you said. Like you want to have that kind of that guard forward, guard center kind of one-two. You want to have a guard and a big or a wing and a big, ideally. Right. Um, and I ideally. feel like. I feel like Bagley took a lot of steps um, at the end of last season. Like he, he, mm-hmm. he really kind of impressed down the stretch of the of the year. Um, he got hurt a little bit, and he looked really good before he got hurt. Um, and then he came back, and he still did pretty well when he came back. Um, but I mean, I think that kind of hurt his stock a little bit. Um, but I fully expect him to be the starter this season, especially since they picked up Dwayne Dedman. Um, to kind of help them out with some of that floor spacing that Bagley maybe struggles with a little bit. Um, but Bagley's an elite, like, level um, rebounder. Like, he just he, – he gets after the ball. Um, he may not be the biggest dude, but he puts himself in the right position. That is a skill that he is actually really good at. Um, his offensive creation is still, you know, coming along. Obviously, his shot's still coming along. Um, but he has more of a finished product. But Buddy Hill's not a particularly good defender either, um, as Bagley isn't. Um, so I think just for you know those reasons, um, if I'm trying to put together who I think would be the best duo from that team, I'm I'm gonna lean Bagley. Um, let's see if we can come to a consensus here. Like, could you? What would you throw out to convince me that Heels would be the guy? I was just, you know. Uh, I, I just had them I thought in terms of consistency, like Buddy Hill was consistently that number two guy offensively. I looked at it offensively. Yes. Uh for most of the year. So I figured, you know, if you're thinking about it, who's the the top the, the two best players on that team right now I'd say Fox and, and Heal. But yeah, I think the long term I I think Matt Mark Madden's gonna end up being a better player and he's and he's had well, a great yeah, year. I wouldn't even say long term, team. I'd say this year. Like, do we think Bagley's going to make that step to be yeah. the number two guy this year? Do you have confidence that he, well, he will put himself in a position to do that? That's a good question. I don't know. It's possible because that's how I feel in uh, Indiana. Like, I kind of feel like Sabonis will move on to be that number two guy in Indiana because I think they're going to sure. give him that opportunity. And, and they might do that in Sacramento, too. Uh, I just haven't heard anything officially yet. Like, I still have. I'm not 100% certain they're starting him at the moment. <laughs> Maybe that's another reason I had him not at the number two because he was coming off the bench sure. last year. So we'll see. Um, but as of right now, I slightly have Buddy healed over Marvin Bagley, but that that could change. I could be swayed if you want to use Bagley. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Okay, let me let me have Bagley on this one. <laughs> Um, right. That's fine. Just so we can have a consensus duo, um, and you know maybe I'll defer to you on the next one. Um, That's fine. All right. That's fine. Uh, yeah. All right. What? Who's next? Is it Golden State? Uh, Golden State. Yeah. Splash Brothers. Right. right. Who you got? 
basically Splash Brothers. Like, even if they're not playing next year, I would say Clay Thompson will come back at some point and they'll, they'll, they'll be the Splash Brothers again. As long as they're healthy, I think uh, you can't go wrong with the multiple-time champion Splash Brothers that did it together before Durant even got there and with him when he was there. So, yeah, I got they're one of the better duos in the league when healthy. They have a nickname. When you have a nickname, you're, you know you're, you're kind of solidified <laughs> and legit. Hey, man. Some hey, man. Dra- Dragas and Dion Waiters had a nickname. They were 7 Eleven because they were always open. Um, <laughs> uh, like, bro, that don't mean shit. Uh, <laughs> but I will say that is one of the deep best duo nicknames ever in the history yeah. of the NBA. Like, that's great. Um, the. Per- the play, not so much, um, especially because yeah. Waiters got hurt and then was, you know, he's been bad for two yeah. seasons. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, was... that one season, they were really good together. Um, yeah, okay, so I guess – so we're not we're not factoring in injury? Is that what we're no, getting I'm not in here? Factor... Yeah, I'm not going to factor okay. in injury for now. Yeah. Okay, then, yes, I agree with you because I would pick Clay Thompson over – um, Draymond Green. Uh, Draymond Green. Right? I, yeah, I mean, Green. Green brings some interesting uh, parts to the table as far as like how he would fit in a in a big like a, a duo with with Steph. Um, as far as being able to guard bigs, as far as being able to rebound, handle the ball, distribute, um, but. I don't. I think his defense is honestly kind of overrated now. Um, like I, I just think, and I think Clay's defense is so vastly underrated. Like because Clay doesn't, Clay doesn't like get a lot of blocks or steals. And like when you right. look at stats, like people are just like, you know, and it's like, dude, if you watch games, like Clay Thompson is an elite fucking defender. He is one of the best fucking wing defenders in the league. Um, like I would say easy top five wing defenders in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he's just fucking cutthroat as far as a, a catch-and-shoot guy. Um, and if you are, have Curry who can, like, shoot from anywhere, can fucking uh, take people off the dribble, um, he could drive and dish, uh, I, I would pick Clay Thompson slightly, even though I think on paper, um, you know, for the reasons that I would take Bagley over Heald, um, I think Green may fit better with him. Um, but I just think because you're getting that same um, sort of defensive intensity, but with a, probably a little better results out of Clay at this juncture in their careers, um, mm-hmm. you're getting the shooting uh, and like and Clay can drive. Like uh, I mean, he's not, you know, he, he he's not great at it, but he can do it. Um, right. I, I would probably lean towards Clay as well. And I've always been Clay over Dre. Like always, even like three or four years ago when Draymond was at his peak, I was still like, y'all, man, anybody saying Draymond Green's better than Clay Thompson, you're sleeping on Clay Thompson. Like, um, like I, Draymond Green is a great player, and you know, I thought he was great then. Um, He's less great now, but he's still great. Um, but yeah, I think you got to go with Clay. So I'm with you on that one. All right, so LA teams. LA teams. Uh, I don't. There's no 
specific order. <laughs> I guess we, I well, do an alphabetical order after. <laughs> yeah, in that in that sense, we'll go with Clippers first then. All right, yeah. So we'll do Clippers first. Obviously, the talk of the town in LA, I, I believe it or not, is probably the Clippers with the acquisition of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in the same fucking year. What a lucky team they are. Uh, but yeah, that's they're their they're their dynamic duo. I don't think there's a question there. Um, no, and a and a fucking scary duo to boot. So shit, are they the modern day Jordan Pippen? I guess we will see. Yeah, um, I don't know about that, um, yeah, but they're probably the closest thing we've seen since that, I would imagine, right? right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so I mean, I guess, I mean, you're throwing out modern day. I, yeah, I I wouldn't be, I'm not too adverse with that comparison. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's so fucking obvious. I mean, the only guy who you could maybe even say you would try to put into that conversation, I think, is Lou Williams, just because he's so fucking good at scoring. Um, oh, but, movie, I mean, yeah. but, yeah. like, let's be real, <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like, you're talking about what? Two of the five best two-way players in the league. Like, is like yeah, like it's it's no doubt it's it's definitely Kawhi and Paul George. It's gonna be really fun to see them play um, this season. But yeah, that's definitely that. Yeah, the scary part is they have a dynamic duo on the bench too. Not as Mm -hmm. still scary. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Then then you got the Lakers now. Not moving over. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the Lakers, yeah, they're not, they're obviously a, a dynamic duo. Uh, we have uh, the King and LeBron James, and you have, of course, uh, his wing partner, or uh, not wing partner, but his, his big friend now, and AD, his Space Jam buddy. Uh, so he has the he has the brow uh, on his team now, and it's they're, they're definitely the dynamic duo in Los Angeles, uh, and not even a question now which duo is going to be the best. That's the debate we'll have in a minute. But as of right now, they're the top two dudes in Los Angeles, on the Lakers at least. Yeah, I mean another obvious one um, kind of goes goes without Very. saying, um, and I feel like that one's even more obvious than the Clippers. Like, there's just For real. like who's yeah. your next guy on this squad, Kyle Kuzma? Yeah, it may probably. Be, yeah. <laughs> Danny yeah, Green probably. would be the only person that I might pick above him. Um, Maybe, but. Joel, just because his defense is better than Kuzma's. I know. Um, and his shooting, honestly, is better than Kuzma's. So, More efficient. Actually, yeah, sure. I, probably, I, probably, I probably would pick, pick Green above. If, like, if, well, I don't know. I I would probably pick Kuzma above. Like, if we, were, if we were picking three guys, I'd probably pick Green. If I had to drop one of LeBron and AD – and then I had to pick a second guy, I'd probably pick Kuzma, mm-hmm. um, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, no, I'm for, but, uh, for sure. Man, he's a glue guy. He's a good glue guy. <laughs> right. He'd be the perfect complement to those two guys. Um, but, yeah, exactly. um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm obviously in, in, in accordance with you there. So there you go. Uh, that is your Lakers. So, moving on to Phoenix. 
the final team in that in that division. Um, this one was interesting. I I went Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Your big little uh, no defensive great backcourt and great I mean, well, great <laughs> duo, but no defense. Uh, but you mean they're, they're going to put up Ricky points. Rubio? I did not pick Ricky Rubio. No. <laughs> I like I love Ricky um, Rubio, but no. Yeah. Um, I would not have picked him either. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know who else you would pick here. I mean, what are you going to pick Mikhail Bridges or Kelly Oubre right. or I mean, I guess you could right. maybe, maybe make an argument Kelly for, well, I was going to say maybe you can make an argument for Dario Saric, um, maybe Saric, over, yeah. over Aiton just for this year. Like, I don't think long-term, but like just for this upcoming year, maybe you can make that argument. Um, right. But I don't know. I I would I would still go Aiton because I think Aiton's gonna be better this year than he was last year. Last and year. If he's right. better, yeah. If he's better this year than he was last year, then I think he's better than Dario Saric, um, who really did not look the same after he got dealt from the Sixers. Like he didn't even look great when he played for the Sixers at the beginning of um, last season, and then he started yeah. to kind of get it together um and then they traded him and then he looked like shit when he played minnesota so i mm-hmm. i'd be interested to see how he's gonna end up playing this season um he 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 does have some some good like um creation skills that i don't think we've really ever got to See highlighted, regard like regardless of what team he was on. Um, so maybe they'll be able to capitalize on that a little bit um, in Phoenix. But you know, now that they've signed Rubio um, and Booker's obviously got those those um, same kind of skills. I don't foresee it. I think he just keeps getting pigeonholed as like a stretch four, as like a simple stretch four. And I don't think that's really what he is. Um, I'd like to see him in a different role. Um, but I digress. Um, yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. I'm, I'm also going to go Booker 8. It just makes sense. Right. And yeah, that's good. Those are the five dynamic duos in, in the in the Pacific. So now it's a matter of ranking them. Um, where do you want to start, from the top or from the bottom? Yeah, I think we go five to one. All right. From the bottom then. Um, shit. All right, so who would you have as the worst in the Pacific? Good question. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's between Phoenix and Sacramento. Mm. Um, I'm going to mm. go Phoenix. I'm going to, like, okay. I'm not as, I'm not as high on Booker as a lot of people are. He's a really good scorer. He's not okay. terribly efficient. He's not a good defender. I think Bagley is equally as good as Aiton. Um okay. and I just think De'Aaron Fox just looked so fucking good last year on both ends of the ball. Um like why while I think that um I I would say Devin Booker is better than De'Aaron Fox as of right now, um mm-hmm. simply because he's been at it longer and he's he's better offensively. De'Aaron Fox is definitely better defensively. Um, by a lot, um, and I think uh, I think we know what Booker is right now. I don't even think we've seen what what 
fully what what Fox can be yet. I think there's the potential that he gets even better this season. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Phoenix as the uh, as the worst duo. Uh, Phoenix is the worst. I would say. I would disagree. I think Sacramento at the moment have the worst duo. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm higher on Booker than you are, obviously. I do agree that Aiton and, and, and Bagley kind of cancel each other out, more or less. So it really right. does come down to yeah. Devin Booker and De'Aaron Fox. And, uh, I really like De'Aaron Fox. He stepped up a lot this year. but And I think you're right. I think he may take an, another step this year. I just De- Devin Booker is just a fucking animal. <laughs> it's not like it's two on two, you know what I mean. So right. I think it just works out better. So I, I do think that Phoenix has a slightly better duo at the moment than sure. Sacramento. No, I mean I can't fault you there, and and especially if you're going like if you're looking at this like uh, from a two on two from a duo strictly duo two on two kind of perspective, um, right? Like. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is definitely a better defender than than um, uh, than Booker, um, mm-hmm. but he's not such a better defender that he's going to shut down Booker. <laughs> like yeah. he's, right. he's, he's, he's Booker just now. not going to happen, yeah. right? And right. so like, um, so yeah, in, in the sense of like judging it on that kind of scale. I, I I can I I can be inclined to agree with you there. So we'll we'll leave that. I'll, I'll I'll that that will be my um um since you let me have uh, um, Bagley Bagley yeah I I'll give you uh Phoenix being ranked above the Kings and we'll we'll call it even um all right cool so uh number three then number three now it gets tough I mean you think tough. about I never thought about it. this is this is difficult um. It's fucking impossible. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, some all right, so let's put it this way. If one duo who's already proven, uh they've known they can work together, they're successful yep. together, one healthy, they're one right. of the best duos in the league hands down. That is of course right. Splash Brothers. Uh but right. we have these two new dynamic duos. We haven't seen play together mm-hmm. just yet. Um right. but they're if you think about it, those are four of the best, maybe four of the top five players in the league right now, arguably. Um, that's a scary thought. Yeah. So, right. Uh, it's just a matter of it really just comes down to we have to assume. Like, uh, defensively, I just think defensively, obviously, you go with the Clippers. Like, hands down to the right. Clippers. Like you said, the, the best two-way players are the Clippers. So right now, I'm just—they're not third. I'll tell you that. I don't have the Clippers third. So right okay. now, to me, third is between the Slash Brothers and uh, LeBron and, and, and AD. Uh, fuck. The, those are probably <laughs> the two best shooters ever, bro. Ever. Right. <laughs> like, you know, right. Ever. <laughs> oh not, man, and, and but the, not, it, it ain't even probably, bro. Like they are the two best shooters. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, man, that's no disrespect to Ray Allen or Reggie Miller. Like those motherfuckers are great, but like, of course, no, no, geez, not at we're all. talking the Slash Brothers. Yeah, they're legendary now, bro. Those the two of them guys yeah. put them together. They're not missing, so it's a matter of 
and you know Steph is not the defender Clay is, of course. Uh, and then right. if you look on the other side; it's not it's not like LeBron is the defender he used to be. Um, no. But they can't shoot like the Splash Brothers. But they can do a lot of other things. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, fuck, man, I don't know. That is well, so and, and tough. I don't. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, but like, I don't. We're not grading this on a scale of how would these two teams fare against each other specifically, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Because right now, I would still so say like, probably Clippers, Lakers are over the Warriors right now. Maybe. Uh, well, I would say if you're talking about the Lakers against the Warriors, I would definitely take the Lakers. Um, right, exactly. Just just because, I mean, like, like <laughs> I mean, what, Steph Curry's going to try to guard LeBron James? While Clay Thompson right, right, right. guard, you know, fucking AD, like no. Um, but like, if, if we're talking about it more in the sense of just um, what duo is actually better, that makes it a lot tougher. I'm going to lean that the Warriors are not as good as the Lakers duo. Um, I'm going to have to agree down, with you. Yeah, <laughs> it boils down to this for me. Um, the, the Warriors, while really fucking great, I love the Splash Brothers, um, particularly Clay Thompson. Um, but Clay Thompson is just not the all-around player that any of those other three guys are. He's like my favorite player in the league. And I, like, I think he was just, he's the perfect, like, complimentary piece to any team. Um, and, and a complimentary piece in the highest of regard. Like, I don't mean that as a, um, as a slight, like he just, I mean mm-hmm. it in the sense that he would literally fit on any team in the league. Um, because he hits threes and he fucking D's up. Um, but you know, it, it like, if you're talking about who's, who's the best player out of any of these four, you can make an argument for any of those three that aren't Clay Thompson. So, like, the fact that you can make that argument means that even if you maybe consider Steph Curry the best out of those three, um, the Lakers still have two and three, and then Clay would be a distant four. Um, so, right. yeah, I got, I got to go with Lakers as the, as the better duo. Yeah, I'm, I agree with you. I think Splash Brothers have – they're third. It's just this is different. It's a different league this year. Any other year, we might have a different discussion. But right now, uh, Splash Brothers, you're probably third. You're right, absolutely. Uh, so now it comes down to Clippers, Lakers. Oh, my God. LeBron <laughs> may be on the Lakers or Kawhi and fucking Paul George. I'm going to go off of just last year between Paul George, what is a freak of nature for most of the last year before he his injury. Uh, he was an MVP caliber player, and so yeah. was Kawhi. And, and Kawhi was the MVP of the fucking playoffs and finals. So, uh, just on what they what they did last year, I'll give them the the, the advantage at the moment. Uh, LeBron had his moments. I see he didn't look very good, uh, mainly because he was injured a lot. And uh, AD half-assed it through most of half of that, that season. So because of that, <laughs> I'm gonna make they're gonna be number two until they until they prove otherwise. All right, so you're essentially saying you're you're not going to reward what I would consider 
the better talent because of last season's mm-hmm. piss poor performances. Exactly. Okay. I mean, I I can't argue. I mean, I, I, well, I will argue with you. Um, but I mean, I can't. I can't. I can't slight you for having that uh, that opinion. But as far as strictly mm-hmm. a dynamic duo, I look at it like this. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, both Kawhi and Paul George are elite defenders. Anthony Davis is also an elite defender. Um, Whew, and yeah. though LeBron, I love me some AD. LeBron, yeah, and LeBron's not the fucking defender that he used to be. But LeBron, no, 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 yeah. two things: one, LeBron is still a good one-on-one defender. He's not a good mm-hmm. help defender anymore. He doesn't he doesn't put himself in the right situations. He doesn't give the necessary amount of effort. Um, yeah, we all saw the play where Kuzma had to push him out to go guard the dude on the wing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as far as just like his, his man coverage defense, he's so fine. Like you look at the metrics and they back that up. Um, and I think if you put him in the playoff situation, his defense would go up a level. We we've, we've seen it playoff after playoff. Like he, he doesn't play defense in the regular season anymore. He just doesn't. But come playoff time, he bees up. Um, and right. part of that's just like conserving energy and and what have you. And that's just that's just the way it is. He doesn't. He's not Russell Westbrook. He didn't play. Um, well, and even Russell Westbrook's not really great defender either um so maybe that's not the best example but my my point being he doesn't give a hundred percent you know throughout the game um he takes plays off he takes a lot of plays off on defense but if you're asking me am i betting this is this is the year that lebron has like the big fall off and maybe we saw it last year maybe that injury and he said you know you know i'm gonna have to go into you know uh second gear or whatever he said like um that you know to get us into the playoffs and then he mm-hmm. couldn't do it um and then you know all of a sudden he was like getting smoked by Atlanta and Trey Young was going off on on him and all the other Lakers like you know shortly before the fucking all-star break and they were like dropping games to Phoenix and Dallas and shit um yeah that, yeah, that was that, that was concerning um but you also have to, you know, remember they they had some other injuries going on, and you know what have you. I mean, obviously Lonzo was out for a long extended period of time um, down the stretch of that season. Um, I I still think if you were to ask me to rank those four guys, I would unquestionably have Paul George as the fourth best of those mm-hmm. guys. So to me, it's a question of where do you have, where do you rank Kawhi, LeBron, and AD? And I think for me, I don't know how you can't have Kawhi as the number one guy in the league right now. Right after now. given what right he now, did. Yeah. yeah, right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After given what he did last season and the fact that we saw, like, I don't want to say like a, a decline from LeBron, but I mean, let's be real. Like we we saw him have his first significant injury of his career. Um, when he came back, he didn't look the same. Um, we've seen him have this this lack of accountability on defense. Um, so I think all of those things are, are fair. With Anthony Davis, it's not as fair to make. It, it's more just penalizing him for requesting that trade and then not playing. 
um, like his game is still his game, you know. Um, but my argument would be this: if Kawhi's number one, and let's say Katie's not hurt and Katie's number two, then I still think LeBron is number three, um, and Anthony Davis mm-hmm. is probably five, six, right. somewhere in that range. Paul George's like twelve ish. Um, Right, with everybody in the league healthy. Like he's probably about twelve. So it's like, would I rather have the third and fifth best player or the first and twelfth best player? And and if the gap between um, five and twelve, as far as talent, is significantly bigger than the gap between one and three, I don't know. I feel like just that dynamic duo. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with LeBron and and Anthony Davis. I mean, I can't argue with that fact. I'm just based off of last year coming out. Like in terms of like trending, they're trending. They 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 have to prove themselves again. Uh, I think they're obviously going to ball out because they're together. Uh, based on their what they are and who they are. Yeah, they're on paper easily the two best, two of the best players ever, like in the league at the moment. Uh, arguably, even over Kawhi and Paul George. So I, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying based off of right. last year's success, I just think Kawhi and Paul George had better years than LeBron and AD. Yeah, no, I mean I'll give you that. I mean, I mean, fuck, they obviously did. Um, but I also too wonder about. And I, I, I get that we're not factoring in injury um, as far as yeah, making these duos. But mm-hmm. as far as, like, you know, play or whatever or what we expect from said players, I think if you're going to factor in LeBron's um, decline last year and how that may affect him going forward, I think it's only fair to also, like, look at that for – I mean, both Kawhi and Paul George, but particularly Paul George with his shoulders, um, mm-hmm. could that yeah, could that linger and affect him as well? Um, it doesn't necessarily concern me as far as like their championship odds, but as far as like stacking up those duos, um, it's it's it, it it's kind of ironic that out of all of these four guys, the guy that I trust the be the healthiest player this season is fucking Anthony Davis. <laughs> like, so we're Anthony Davis, really young, too. Right, well, but Anthony Davis has been pretty healthy for, like, four straight seasons now. Like, I yeah, mean, he had, yeah. like, all these knick-knack injuries early in his career, but, like, nothing serious. Um, and he kind of got the stigma of being a guy who couldn't stay healthy. Um, but, like... Yeah. I mean, between Kawhi's quad, um, you know, LeBron's age, and Paul George's shoulders, like, I mean, Anthony Davis, like, the one guy who doesn't really have, like, a glaring um, injury risk other than just, like, you betting on a guy that big who plays like that is going to get some knick-knack injuries along the way, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I think that's another thing interesting of note. All right. So yeah, for sure. I I guess I guess we're just gonna have to split hairs on this last one because I'm not coming off the Lakers. Doesn't sound like you're coming off the Clippers, am I right? 
I mean, I can come off of it. It's fine. Because you know what? It, it, I just think in terms of how it looks, I think the Clippers have the two guys that are that are having are coming off of good years, whereas the Lakers are coming off the two two guys that have something to prove. So it's right. really it's like it is one of those like types of toss up. <laughs> uh, well, but, why don't we yeah, do it like if you want to? I I was gonna suggest this because we're gonna break down each division, but at the end. Let's say, let's say we want to have sixteen or eight, mm-hmm. like to really like kind of break down and maybe look at like head to head or something like that. I let let's say right. eight. Let's, let's not let's not shoot or let's not shoot too high. Um, so like if we're gonna nominate potential duos to qualify for the best eight in the league, I would say we could nominate all three of the Warriors, Clippers, and Lakers. Would you agree with me? Uh, already, yeah, <laughs> easily. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's, let's so let's do that. That so the the three teams that make the cut as far as nominations uh, to to for the top um, eight. Yeah. For the top eight uh, are, are the Warriors, the Clippers, and the Lakers. Um, so we'll break down what division are we going to do next? The Northwest. Uh, if we're doing clockwise, then yeah, Northwest would be next. Okay, so we'll do Northwest, and we'll rotate back around, and we'll finish with Southwest? Yeah, probably. All right, that sounds good to me. Um, All right, so we'll do the Northwest next. Uh, So we'll be breaking down – fuck, who even is in the Northwest anymore? Portland, Utah, Denver, OKC, and Minnesota. Damn, I rolled that off pretty quick. I'm pretty impressed with myself there. Um, (laughs) I, I, I have that map. It's just like imprinted in my head of the division. So, <laughs> um, I just have to like visualize it. Um, but yeah, so that, that'll be fun. Um, so we'll, we'll do that next episode. Um, and we'll see who makes the potential cut as far as, um, uh, you know, m- potentially making the ace. So Joel, would you say it's fair to assume we'll nominate teams that, deserve to be in the conversation for the top eight. And then we'll, um, once we break down all these divisions, we'll actually break down um, who we think are the top eight and then um, exclude, you know, um, some of the nominations and then go from there. Right. Yep. Sounds good. All right, cool. I'm down with it. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the show for tonight. Um, if uh, if you have any questions for us, I don't think I mentioned this on our fucking mailbag podcast, but if you have any questions for us, um, well, first of all, you can rate and review us. Um, we just recently um, got uh, our own channel um, on iTunes Ooh. and Spotify and all that. Um, so that's right. Full Court Press is now its own channel. Um, obviously still a part of Geek Vibes Nation, but we uh, now have our own channel uh, where you can get all of our content uh, via that. Um, so, uh, you know, rate, rate, give us a rating. Uh, five stars, please. Um, you know, uh, if, if you please, are please. so inclined. Uh, and, uh, and you can drop any sort of questions that you have there. We'll, we'll be sure to read um, all of those reviews. Um, but you can also uh, send us any questions that you have um, on Facebook at Full Court Press Official. That's Full Court Press 
official. All of that spelled exactly how you would spell it. Um, uh, so you can send us uh, any of your questions there. Um, so we'll keep an eye out for those as well um, to work uh, into our next mailbag segment. Um, so be sure to do that. Uh, and thank you for, for tuning in, Joel. Um, anything? Uh, what, what do you even know? What we got going on this weekend with Geek Vibes Live? It's like I'm still kind of hungover after, like metaphorically speaking, after the, you know fucking craziness that happened this past weekend with fucking Comic Con, man. I mean, there's always probably some stuff we could talk about. I mean, we can go over the stuff we didn't talk about last week. Uh, for Geek Vibes sure. Live, like, there's a couple of trailers, a lot of trailers that, that dropped in Comic Con. That's right, there was a new hit trailer. Yep, a lot of shit, a lot of shit dropped. <laughs> it was really, uh, really good, good week for like movie trailers and geeky news. So yeah, Geek Vibes Live will probably end up part two of the Comic Con <laughs> recap and any right. anything else that drops that's pressing this week, of course. Indeed. Uh, and as always, uh, be sure to check out Tia's Top Ten, um, Wrestling Geeks Alliance. Um, I believe they uh, maybe just had a show yesterday. Um, they might did. be up yeah. there. Okay, cool. They did. Should, Thank you. Should be there, yeah. Uh, um, but, uh, but, yeah, um, so be sure to check that out as well. Geek Vibes Live coming at you this weekend. Uh, Monday mm-hmm. Suck uh, coming at you next Monday. Um, we, I mean, we got a full slate for oh. you, and that's not even including all the sideshows that I can never fucking keep track of because Juwan's got so goddamn many of them. Um, There's a new uh, one that popped up this week. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> well, but yeah, I don't, I don't even remember what it's called, but I saw it, and I was like, oh, that's new. Okay. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I don't listen to it yet, but, um, but yeah, so we always got new shit coming at you. Um, so please, uh, like and subscribe. Uh, oh, shit. This ain't YouTube. Fucking give us a good rating. <laughs> uh, but also su- subscribe and give us a five-star review, please. Because, um, yeah, you know, it helps. It really does. Um, but all right, we're going to leave it there. We will see y'all, uh, you know, next week, next Tuesday. We'll be back. Um, we'll be breaking down uh, our next division and breaking down any news that we got going on within the league. So be sure to tune in to that as well. Uh, Until then, peace. Peace.